everybody welcome back to the hauling at marauders podcast i'm aj joined here by my bomb bed it's also hauling at marauders live forgot that this time i was in a right. groove in my mind what did you joined introduce here, it as the podcast oh. which it is if you're listening but if you're here live it's hml as well and i'm joined here by jam the jedi jamie how you doing hello hello joined here by marauder matt how you doing that's good i'm good and i'm joined here by jack Good old Jack. Hello, How you doing? Good old Jack. With Good old Jack. Because AJ doesn't know how to pronounce it. Rosinante. Rosinante. Rosinante cosplay. We know. Gotta get the Espanol. Yeah. I didn't go for it. Or just watch the Expanse. I punted. Look, I know it's yeah. an Expanse I mean, we'll definitely watch the Expanse. Yes, 100% is. Uh, or if you're if you're a history buff, then go for Don Quixote, whatever you want. <laughs> Both of them. There's no anyway. wrong answers. I have to ask you, what is um, Yoda holding behind you? Me? Is he holding episode yeah. one? He's holding Levi's gracious oh. night switch. <laughs> A picture of his, of his real father. Yes. So behind Matt, for you listeners, we're already getting to the listeners. Uh, behind Matt, ha he has a very creepy Yoda it's almost like a Furby. Watch how you talk about my son, dude. It's almost like a Furby. It, the batteries do not work in it. It's probably a Furby. Yoda does like, have Furby energy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Holding uh, episode one puppet Yoda light switch holder. Oh, he's from our Cover. Eli. Cover. Holder. It holds the light switch. He's not sleeping. This is just how he always looks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he looks just like, uh, what, man? That is, this is what it looks like, like after they finish their Thanksgiving dinner and they're just sitting there. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yoda, Yoda went with his cousin uh, for a little walk uh, before Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, That's yeah what exactly. There. <laughs> with his cousin, uh, Yaddle. Yeah. There you go. Can, canon confirmed. Yep. Um, but we're here today for like the 10th week in a row at this point. I don't even know. To talk about Andor. Well, 12th week in a row there's 12 episodes there is but the first three of them together so nine nine weeks in a row i can't believe we had a week where we talked about three at once but anyways uh this was the finale i just realized i wrote episode 11 on my notes but it's episode 12 good job now we have to talk about episode 11 though again again because you wrote it on your notes the whole thing oh geez okay uh but yeah the finale it was i'm sad it's the finale because this show was so much fun me too, especially since, uh, you know, they start filming for season two like this week. And Tony Gilroy in an interview was like, uh, it'll probably be out like 2024, 2025. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like a movie, I guess, if you think about it. Well, look I at wasn't Mando. prepared for it to be over. We haven't had no. Mando since forever. We haven't had Mando since 2020, 2020, 2020. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. It's been a while. Yeah. Although he was it's in Boba Fett, bit. so kind of gone. Yeah, 2.5, you know. Yeah. Season sure. 2.5, it was fine. <laughs> So uh, once again, as a little kickoff, I have a question from our from our Patreon. Our good friend from there, Erland, asked us. Erland's the best. I love Erland. Erland is the Erland. best. I don't know if you're here live. Um, you live internationally, so you probably have a weird time difference. But anyways, uh, who was your first favorite Star Wars character? Which is a great question. You kind of have to dig back in the memory bank a bit. But, um, yeah, episode question. one, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I dressed as him that year for Halloween. I was obsessed with his hair. That's a good one. Wanted to cut my hair like that. 
Did bad you? Idea. No. I feel like I'm the Absolutely same. Not. Had lo- had a, like a little clip-on braid that I used to wear to school <laughs> sometimes. Had his lightsaber. It was like just as big as me because uh, I was I was in preschool. Um, but yeah, AJ, AJ, are you saying I remember this because Matt no, shows I, us this I photo like those. every week? The I remember going <laughs> to a store. It was like a costume store, so I don't know. I don't know or what store this was. You would get like the costume like catalogs in the mail, and it would have everything laid out. I vividly remember seeing Jedi costumes and the braids. And at the I time, that. I was dumb and didn't like Star Wars, and so I didn't know why these like <laughs> Jedi had braids. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll own up to it. I didn't like Star Wars as a kid. I knew about it, but I like wasn't into it. So I knew about it. I remember going to like this store know, and just grabbing a bunch of these braids and just like buying them. I bought like yeah. five Jedi braids, and I don't. I, I probably didn't even use them. I have a bunch I, of. I mean, if you were a Star Wars fan and you didn't there. buy a Jedi Padawan braid, especially if you were of age, what's wrong mm. with you? Yeah, really. There's money <laughs> on the I'm... table. Um, uh, I was so. I know. I know this answer is going to seem lazy, but I have a good reason for it. It's mm. Kyle. It's Kyle. Oh Katara. yeah, it's Kyle. Oh, okay. Me too. I couldn't. Come on, couldn't bring get it up. The graphic up. There it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> Woo, bingo. Uh, the reason being is that while I was brought into star wars at a pretty pretty early age um my dad was one of those dads who had like a nice like 90s surround sounds home theater system so i really got to experience it um i remember i was like six maybe seven i was really bored uh at like some weekend i don't remember like i just remember like going to my dad's office my dad i'm bored and he's like well here you go and he just hands me a (laughs) disc and there's a stormtrooper on it shooting at the camera and i'm like all right, I already know I'm going to like this. And it was Dark Forces. And uh, from there on out, I was like, this guy is the coolest. Stole the Death Star plans right away. Uh, yeah, my hero right here. And yeah, so I, I thought about it. I'm like, was it Luke or Han maybe? Like, because I do love Han. Uh, that's a boy right there. But oh, yeah. at the same time, yeah, no, Kyle was like the first character that I was like, this is this is, this is is the hill that I will die on. <laughs> All right, two Obies and a Kyle. Yeah. Uh, so I thought about Obi Wan too. Like episode one Obi Wan is so great. Sorry, yeah, Jamie. No, you're best. good. Um, so my first favorite Star Wars character, as I mentioned already in the stream, I wasn't into Star Wars as a kid, but when I did fall into it, I fell into it hard. Um, my first favorite Star Wars character was Darth Maul. Nice, good one. Really, three yeah, episodes. I, 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 episode I one, Darth Maul. Um, obsessed with him for the longest time. Um, and then things kind of fell by the wayside and whatever characters have come and I like other characters much more, but I still have a little soft spot for Darth Maul. So they used him yeah. just the right amount in episode one. And like, it really leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that he died. I remember at a face painting station at some uh, fair, like festival or something, I made some poor art, like face painting artists do Darth Maul's oh, yeah. makeup Darth on Maul, my face. Darth Maul yeah, is like great. number one job. on every face painter carnival like board. They always have Darth Maul ready to go. That's so much work, so much paint. If you can't do Darth Maul, then you shouldn't be a a, a fair. What are you, face what are you even doing? Exactly. That's you yeah. To, that's like you number need one. To know Darth Maul. You need to know how to paint a kid's face. That's like the red and black. With your eyes closed. So we just open up the bar business. exam for a lawyer. You gotta be able to paint Darth Maul. Yeah, that's the painter's yeah. exam. The mall exam. <laughs> the <mall>. <laughs> <laughs> you can do butterfly. Mall. You can do the mom you, tattoo. You can make a tiger. But can you do Darth Maul? But you gotta be able to do Darth Maul. If you're not, you're out. Sorry, kid. Oh man, a lot of good episode one uh, representation there. Hey, so. we're all. We got three characters. This is, a, this is an episode one. Uh, 
heavy, heavy podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll no it is. It is. <laughs> Start, episode one came out during our formative years. So it is my favorite of the prequels. It's my favorite of the prequels too. In fact, Me too. you know, anytime anybody comes over, we either play the game or watch the movie. That's always <laughs> how any anything goes. Any get together, it's always, oh yeah, you want to play Phantom Menace or you want to watch it. That's a guaranteed good time to make. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I'm here like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I, guess I like episode one. It's fine. Bro, that's a gangster. Uh, but that was a good one. Thanks, Erlen, for the question. That was a nice, not your average question, I guess. Well, it wasn't too deep, but it wasn't like, oh, what's your favorite ship or character? I don't know. What's your, instead of what's your favorite, what's your favorite character, character, who was your first favorite character? Okay. Yeah. That's well, good. Another good character, Cassian Andor. Let's talk about his show. Cassian Andor. Rick's Road, right? Yes. Yeah. Other known as, also known as Brick. Rick's Road. Rick's Road. It's a lot of bricks. Just a you, uh, lot of bricks. I'll show myself that. You and, come up with that uh, one yourself. And when Cassian helps his friend escape, it's Crick's Road. Well, there's <laughs> there's Rick's, there's Bricks, when there's Bix. Uh, there's Bix's Road. Knife on that guy, it's Trick's Road. That's Bix. Oh. Bix on Trick's Road. This is good. Much. Mix. Oh my god. Anyway, I mean, Bix on Rick's Road is already good enough on its on its own. Bix on Rick's. <laughs> name of the episode: Bix on Rick's. Yeah, I think that's the name of the episode. Missed opportunity. Right. Wow. Anyways, um, anyway, we. I'm assuming we all loved this episode, like 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, yes. Honestly, yes. 10 out of Great. 10. People always worry, or it's tough to stick a landing for a it season, is. or like for a series or a season or anything, but like this. This stuck the landing. Um, I'll get to like my couple of beefs with it. It's like barely a beef. It's like Ooh, 0.5 beef. I have beefs. one beef and that's it. But you want me to get we'll it out get of the way? later. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Why not? I, I'm always like, let's save it. No, let's hear it. Nah, All right. So, OK, my my one beef is I I really, really do not want any sort of relationship to develop between Cyril and Daedra because it is it is just, uncomfortable. It is just so happen. uncomfy. Like every yeah. time I see him make like a move and it's like looking in her direction, I'm just like, uh, like, it, I mean, it's not both, good. It is this episode. This so is some interesting things with Cyril. For them to find happy romance. No, I don't, I don't want no. them. To There's have a, a reason romance. we didn't see them kiss in this episode. I don't well, think. I well, don't think that's the case. I think Cyril may though. still be in love with her, but he clearly is okay with understanding and respecting boundaries. Once they've been clearly set, he just needs them to be clearly set because, like, yeah. he respected her boundaries at at her workplace once being told yes. to fuck off. And yeah, uh, here he wasn't trying to get in her way until he saw a literal ied being heated into the uh true (laughs) yeah yeah Um, so really you know that's my one is this the least toxic star wars uh relationship on screen probably it's up there star wars dedra and uh because Cyril was like this the whole time once they were alone. He's like, "Listen, I'm I'm not here to get like to like this is a this is a small space, but I'm not here to uh to encroach it, you know." Uh, no, I I fully agree. The moment was played very deliberately, and I'm hoping that it's just a professional thing. I think based on that, no matter how yeah. he feels, that he's just going to fail upwards into the imperial ranks, just like we thought. Yeah, yeah. Can't a guy and a there. girl be just friends? Why does everything have to be a romance? I agree. The, there was tension, that, but I, it, I think that. it was definitely broken the when she said, "I think I should say thank you." Because she's awkward and she's all business and she doesn't have the time for like you know intimate connection. So that's she doesn't understand why he's there, how he's there. Wait, 
what? why she like, keeps getting all of it. like yeah. involved with her. So yeah, like she's just like, uh, thanks, I guess. Yeah, well, once he took <laughs> off the hat, you know, that was then it became obvious. I love how someone literally <laughs> carefully chose it. Can I ask a question about the hat? Why did they trade hats? Someone explain this to me. <laughs> it's I on my notes. Someone's hat didn't go with his outfit. <laughs> okay, okay. I, yeah. I That's think what Abby because... said. And I just like, why? <laughs> they didn't yeah, realize so... until they were on the school bus over well, there. Well, no. Like... So, someone else's hat. Sergeant Mosk goes to meet Cyril to like pick him up, right? Because he he's a good sergeant and he's there to be like, yeah, I'm, I got your back, sir. Like, yeah, this is good. So he's there. Um, and so. Cyril is so well put together, like outfit wise. Like he's looking at everything, uh, and he's like, he's not wearing it when he's sitting there. He's just like, you know, he, he's internally just like, I'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb because I like look too like put together. I know how everyone at Ferrix looks, and so he's just looking at his hat, just staring at it. And I think in that moment, Mosk is probably just like, oh, this kid doesn't like his hat. Here you go. <laughs> just, yeah, like swaps with him. Okay. Um, what a good point. So like, Mosk, yeah. ten out of Love ten Mosk. character, ten out of oh, ten yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, he's gonna go rebel. Guy. He's going rebel. Oh God, I would I would cry. I'd buy every action figure they make of that guy if he goes rebel. <laughs> they better. I think he will. I don't know. Why do you think he will? He's, he's got a decent. He's sitting heart. there with a flask at the end, and he's like, "Oh, geez, like this was something." And his Marva's speech seems to get to him a little. I don't know. Maybe after he drinks from his flask, he kind of drunkenly stumbles into a home and finds a manifesto. The flask of rebellion. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I uh, I gotta say, I think Luthen might have fallen in love with Marva a little bit. Uh, listening to her speech, she's like. Oh, this is good, mm. some good speech. And oh. yeah, we could have used her like, geez. Yeah, <laughs> oh. for sure. Oh, man. But... Speaking of that speech, something later. Remind me to bring it up because there's there's I'll, an I'll interesting try. thing about that speech that people are talking about. But we'll get to this. We've point. already we've already but jumped let's... way ahead. OK, uh, yeah, let's, let's go back let's to grab the that VCR dial. Twist it back. <laughs> back. Back to the beginning. All right. Uh, kids building a bomb. <laughs> kids building a bomb. Yeah. Uh, As one tends to do. Pax's son. Time. Pax, who had the nice hat and the communication center thing mm-hmm. that Pax had, uh, he died. Yep. And yep. this kid's like, I hate the Empire. I'm going to build this bomb and I'll show them. Um, yeah, clearly sure showing did. how people can be radicalized, how, how uh, yeah. in, innocent civilians who are, you know, shop shopkeeper, shopkeeper's sons one day become uh, insurgents in a, yep. you know, like what, yep. what is in the Empire's eyes a terrorist act another day you know like right. this motivation. is the kind of stuff we saw in like iraq and, and all over the middle east all the time and we look at it as like oh it's terrible they're killing our soldiers but at the same time you know this and like these invasions cause people to be radicalized when senseless violence occurs in those areas yeah, yeah. exactly yeah very true uh we also see deidre arriving on ferrix uh, and Jamie loved that it was nighttime. I know you probably want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, I just... Oh, I such just, a good um, shot. Yeah, it was a good like, shot. We've seen Ferrix. and everything. Yeah, we've seen Ferrix yeah. um, during the day, during the early morning, at night, in the bad weather, and, like, good weather. So, like, this was, like, cold nighttime. And all of, all of this entire episode, it was cold, like, their winter season. But, like, seeing, like, Ferrix at night and all of the structures they're ripping apart, like, in the background was just, like, very, very... It was a very good visual. It was it just added so much to Ferrix in general. Plus, we had the um, the hauler, the uh, the cargo carrier that uh, yeah, right the okay. the one that they steal in Rogue One. They steal in Rogue One. the big boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the big boy, right there. There was cargo hauler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we had a regular Imperial shuttle, which was nice to see as always. And the Death Troopers finally. And the Death Troopers. Yeah. yeah. My dad pointed out he was like, "Oh, she's shorter than I expected," but 
The, the death troopers are really I tall. I had to tell him the death troopers are like literally cybernetically enhanced to be taller. Yeah. So like they're like seven feet tall. So she's probably the other big tall, boys. But they're 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 taller just because they got long metal legs. The big. They always remind me of the, the combine man. from uh, Half Life Two because they just have that same like garbled speech pattern that just makes them seem even more alien than your average stormtrooper. All right, Half Life Two on my bingo card. <laughs> Did anyone right. make a bingo card? I, I we should add some. No idea. Oh, I, I, I did not have time. Unfortunately. Maybe for bad batch. <laughs> bad yeah, batch. Definitely for that's bad bingo batch. card season. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so my the next thing on my notes was Sleaze Bag uh buying Zanwan drinks. That's his name, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Zanwan was the guy sucked. in the communications uh, thing. But um they had him yeah, so the guy that's selling like a traitor. Like, oh, yeah. I gotta look over here and over here. We get it, buddy. You're trying to get the secrets. I love how he was literally <laughs> like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna is it so it stinks about like uh Cassian's like mother, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Oh, you want another drink? Like, yeah, because like he's like, 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 like eyeing... it's so obvious. Like he was eyeing Brasso and uh Zanon uh when they were talking yeah, about Cassian. Yeah. Um and so like he clearly was like yeah, just like, oh, I'm going to get him drunk and then he'll talk. Yeah, he overheard it in the moment, but he just wanted to, like, confirm it. And so then it's just like, yeah, whatever. Piece of shit. He's yeah. trying to access the vault to... Uh, you got your, you got paid back. He, he did. Everybody, everybody gets payback. Anybody who tries to betray Cassian gets paybacked somehow. And yeah. it's usually, like, in the chaos of Ferex. Like, whoever whoever's a jerk just dies. So there you go. If you're a jerk, All you're is well. Yep. So, over Cassian on Coruscant, return. mostly on <laughs> most of this episode takes place on Ferrix, like ninety-five percent of it, right? And most yeah. of the characters from the the world we've come to know and in this show uh, come together on Ferrix. But Mon Mothma is still on Coruscant, obviously with Perrin, another sleaze bag. And this scene, though, maybe I, yeah, yeah, my boy's my boy's innocent. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't hey, call him. I didn't not not saying he's not a scumbag but in this instance i felt bad for him right i guess i don't feel bad for him he's well, coming out of a party and then she's got to like get on his case about something he didn't even do and he's like come on like i'm just trying to like vibe and she's like but like you're gambling i mean parent parent can take it i mean he's a dick to her all the time he's constantly manipulating Lita against her uh I think Mon Mothma needed this moment to pull this master stroke against Chloris oh, yeah. and, uh, and, oh, yeah. and the Empire. It was perfect. It's so, it's so smart. What, like, and, yeah. and as oh, soon as God. you catch on, you're like the biggest smile was on my face. I was like, oh my God, that's such like a clever, that's so clever. I like, think there's like five layers to that. Yeah, it was no really good. What was going on? I, I love how mind. like uh, the way she, she laid it on so thick about the gambling too. Like, Perrin at one point was kind of just like, but but I'm not. And then you could tell he was also kind of like thinking about it. And he's like, have I? Have I been yeah. gambling? Like, I, I don't, I don't remember this. I don't know. Does this, does this count as gambling? <laughs> yeah, like he was actually genuinely so confused. Um, but I love how... I a in scratchy the next, lottery. Is that gambling? One of the next scenes... <laughs> I love how one of the next scenes we see on Coruscant is um, the driver Chloris informing the ISB and it's Blevin. I love yeah. how it was him. I'm so glad that Four it was times. him who's investigating Mon Mothma because so we'll like... We'll be seeing him again. He like yeah. was He's like a, a really character. big part in the beginning, and then like he kind of just like faded away. And I was like, oh, this guy was cool. And now it's just like, oh, oh this guy is actually oh. it's big news. Oh. <laughs> a jackhammer. Jackhammer, <laughs> no. Bingo card. The oh, jackhammer. That's a Family Guy reference. Check that off. Oh, I love God. just seeing Imperials try to compete with one another. 
Yeah, they're always yeah. trying to one up one up each other, and it's like that's guys, the, like that's, that's the problem you... with the empire, and that's what ultimately takes them down is they cannibalize each other. They just the Sith and the Empire, other. yeah, they're always trying yeah, to just well, the, the kill Sith each other. Well. But like sincerely, like the Empire, like in the aftermath, in Shattered Empire, in all of the post Return of the Jedi stuff that takes place in the year of the Empire's fall, it's all just Imperials panicking and being like, "Well, uh, I'm off now. No, I'm off now. Oh, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you." And then of course yeah. you have Gallius Rax sitting by. With with the emperor literally like whispering in his ear like hey just kill them all it's like, okay <laughs> all right yeah by the by the time of the Mandalorian like they're literally just warlords like yeah. all the different yeah. imperial fa- exactly. like uh, factions like yeah they all look the same but they don't they don't follow each other's orders yeah what a mess what a mess that empire yeah really bunch of yeah, bunch we, of jerks we oh. have the seed planted for um uh for Mon Mothma and Perrin there which. We don't get to see my my only beef, and I guess I'll get to it. Was like I wanted to see a little more of Mon's story. And I know we're gonna next season in like two years, but we're gonna see the wedding. Oh, that was uncomfortable. Well, let's get to all the Mon Mothma stuff now, so we'll get that out of the way. I mean, we are on the Mon Mothma part. There's only yeah. one. Yeah, Mon it was Mothma a pretty short part. scene. Yeah, it was, it was just like a like everyone shots. awkwardly staring the scene, at each other. Scene in the car, yeah. and then the introductions. Um, uh, if you if you read the credits though, uh, the full family for Davo, he they're they're all named already, so it's not like that's like mysterious. I I, I don't remember any of their names, but they all were like first and last name um, for this family. So anyway, um, I got a comment as well how um, hard they lean into the Asian inspired attire and like very very kimono esque for Chandrilla, which is oh, yeah. kind of kind of hot take. They not really a hot take they should not have really leaned that hard into it <laughs> for yeah. chandrilla um yeah i don't see why they did that but but uh that that's like my that's like my only like qualm i feel like with like the costuming like in this show uh, this season um was just like how how hard they leaned into like that design influence because it wasn't just an influence that was that those were like straight up like oh yeah those were they were wearing like kimonos and it's just like what are you doing the, this so should random. not be happening <laughs> yeah it um, doesn't seem quite the same as like the you know the just like the like the the, the standard yeah thing just like a jedi inspired the thing wears in return of the jedi like it seems yeah. a little too much inspired by that same like kimono style so because like naboo yeah. already has that that heavy japanese influence in yeah. their uh queen's attire so That's like true. so do all these different cultures have have a japanese influence okay uh, i guess it's uh, weird so um it, it looks anyway. beautiful but i oh yeah, yes, I but yeah. it was just weird that they leaned so hard into like that decision but does Lita look well, excited Star Wars about is it? That, you know, it is I think she looks season. excited. Lita looks yeah. excited. She's and the I only one to say, This sun has such a flair for the dramatic. Not even facing the door when it opens, and then given like that dramatic like turnaround. Hey. Absolutely brilliant. That's how you do it. That's how you introduce yourself. <laughs> That's how you do it. And, <laughs> and I think we're, he's going to have a long career uh, ahead of him. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid does. I don't know. It is name. interesting. You're saying you're going to watch his career with great interest? Yeah, he is. He'll be working at that hexagonal place. That so many hexagons. So many. A lot of hexagons. A show of hexagons. But really, there were so many. Yeah, like it's a hive. I mean, there was a hexagon door. Did you guys see that? Oh, there was a hexagon door. There's a few hexagon doors actually. A lot of good doors in the like. Cyril's apartment had a good door. A lot of oh, good yep. doors. Really good doors. Yep. Big doors. Great doors in this show. Great doors. 100%. Great arches. Next week great we'll doors. have the door cast. Uh, oh, my God. All the doors. 
Yep. <laughs> Patreon content. Patreon. Content. I mean, <laughs> it is. It is Andor. Oh. Oh, oh God dang it. <laughs> all right. All right. You uh, second one in like like okay. two two minutes. So okay. so for for our season two preview, it's gonna be the Andor cast, and all Ooh. we're gonna talk about from season one is every door that appeared. Yep. In this show. We'll okay. go from first to last. Remind me. Doors. And which which the Doors song it reminds us of. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Oh, oh boy. My goodness. But next up, I've got uh, the Clem flashback. Well, we get Clem, Jack dude. mentioned earlier. Cassian gets to Ferrix, snooping around up the stairs, Sees and then his, we see his, his dad's brick. Yep. yep. Yeah. Brick. And and uh, it just made me realize how much I wish we had gotten a little more of Clem. Uh, oh, yeah. seriously because uh it just feels like like really a missed opportunity because i just love that little scene with him and and young cassian which couldn't tell like who the heck that was whether it wasn't diego it wasn't antonio someone in between yes <laughs> for that over the shoulder shot but yeah Clem uh, seems like a hoot i love clem i know i love Clem. yeah that's he seems great i love how he like gives his life lesson and he's like but uh whatever we do we gotta make sure we clean up before Marv- marva comes back because yeah. uh yeah yeah it's always so endearing always, don't piss your mom off literally it's <laughs> perfect what were those little things uh, some sort they of like sca- scavenge like, parts they look like yeah. heat sinks but who yeah. knows yeah I, they were something star wars line. parts they're they, good money. being turned into parts for the death star no yeah, the whole point of the line, lesson yeah. the whole point of the lesson was they went out and took the time to take something old to restore it and then they can use it again and you don't just need to keep making new stuff over and over again he's teaching yeah. sustainability exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly anti-consumerism that's what we're doing yeah. that's what we're talking Look about through the rust. but yeah that's the actual lesson the pro right to repair <laughs> podcast look through <laughs> look through the rust and the people of ferrix are are the item below the rust that the empire will you know not put into acid and clean off yeah they'd rather <laughs> just throw them out it's deep deep stuff deep stuff super deep but yeah I, I i wish we got more of clem also i think that was like his only line of dialogue like i know in the flashback yeah he says yeah, wait when... here before he gets yeah, shot had... wait here <laughs> and then and then um when they find cassie and he's talking with marva so yeah. right so that's it yeah he argues with marva about uh getting him out and then he gets like hung in the streets and the, yep. the clones and the yep oh there's that part um <laughs> Which it's impressive how uh, effective that was emotionally, like looking back on it, given how little we got to see of Clem. Like I still felt like every bit of the grief of that Andor was feeling in that moment. Yeah. Remembering and reminiscing, like not reminiscing, but like having that flashback about it. And it was yeah. nice to see him smile. Like he's feeling the brick. It, it, the whole episode's sad. I don't think we ever see Cassian smile the whole show. And then he's smiling in that moment. So it was kind of you know, nice to have that. You know who else feels the brick? Uh, that one yeah. guard yeah. gets his helmet <laughs> absolutely clobbered here. off. Oh, it was yeah. so good. That was the most Wait, cathartic I think I've ever felt in my entire life. Seeing what a nobody touches me. There were a couple. There were a couple of Imperial Smash kills that, Imperial like that start that stormtrooper who got ki- uh, kicked out of the bell tower had me cackling. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> missed like opportunity that. to hammer the guy. He could have nah. plunked him with the hammer, but That's he kicked him. Yeah, we we have the Mando season one finale for right, right, true, true, true. Like, uh, tossing him out of the tower itself was like peak Star Wars. Like, you think like style. goofy Force Star Wars? That, that's what it was. Just <laughs> yeah. tossing like, the guy off the, just the like edge the of the thing. Disposable stormtrooper death. He just runs up the stairs. Doesn't even get like a word in edgewise. Just runs up. Oh, 
kicked off. How mean is, is it? It's so cruel to make a stormtrooper run up a spiral staircase. Especially this one That's guy. so mean. Especially because they have a speeder mounted turret that can like blast. That, like it's literally yeah. range. They have range. Yeah. Why just fire, at just fire at the bell tower. I thought that's what he was gonna do, like soldier, like C- Commander Cody being like when he shoots Kenobi. Yeah, like, oh, uh, he ran over there. The clones use their brains, um, but like uh, the, <laughs> the, this just again shows like the arrogance of the Empire. The guy just being like, "Yo, you deal with it," and like doesn't doesn't send like multiple. He just sends the one guy. I can't believe he only sent the one guy. Also, like. That was really funny. Yeah. yeah. And then after he, the guy gets kicked out of the tower, the other guy's looking like, well, that's it. <laughs> Guess he <laughs> well, I've done fine. all I can do. I've done all I can do. Well, let's Our do job is done. <laughs> Didn't do anything. <laughs> Good work, team. Good work. In between um, all this action and stuff, uh, we get Nemex manifesto oh. finally. Oh finally. my God, yes. And, and it lived up entirety. to the expectations. What, what a line about authoritarian being un- authoritarianism and fascism being unnatural which is why they have to cling to it so hard and why they have to to, to be so yes. oppressive specifically because it is so unnatural it goes against human nature and so they have to suppress human nature just to hang on to it that's so good yeah. so good ah mimic i wish you had a, a sturdier spine i really do all Boy, these like lived. powerful people that Died slash or MIA, uh, Nemec, Marva, um, and uh, and our boy Kino. Well, Nemec is is dead, he just did right. I thought, I thought he just like you know, he's he's gone, lost the use of his legs. No, he's done. That's what I thought at first, too. Quad Pog couldn't fix him up. Quad Pog, because I was imagining him just like looking at his like his data pad, and then he sees like the read count on his uh manifesto go up by one. He's like. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the in the sky. <laughs> it's like in the hospital or whatever, but I guess not. Uh, no, no, Nimic's oh, done. Oh, bummer. No, he oh, was, Nimic. and they also reminded us that that he was done by showing it in the recap. Like I can't believe they showed the full crunch. Yeah, of course Show it once. The problem is, again. I don't know why they wanted to ruin my day, but they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, better, better speech. Oh, it's not really a speech, but Nemec or Marva. Oh, Marva. 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 Marva wants me yeah. to makes me want to run through a wall. Like <laughs> that was a good one. I'm, you know what? I loved Marva's speech, but I'm going with Nemec. I think right. Nemec. He, I respect he's, it. He's more poetic. Yeah. Marva is oh. like angrier and raw. Let's get the best. And that's There's emotion awesome. more. Yeah. That's so cool. But <laughs> Nemec, like, just the way he types is just like. Nemex was. Nemex was essentially like his obviously his deep thoughts about the entire thing, and then it was also. Um, a deep look at what he thinks the empire thinks that they are doing and like just like the deeper meaning of it meanwhile like marva's was pretty much these guys are here and it's a problem and i'm gonna tell you why it's a problem that's and here's how we can take action against it and so like the two at the end of the day like are like the the empire is bad and we got to deal with it um but two very very different approaches of how to actually deal with it yeah Yeah. and like an actual call to action with marva as well yep yeah what a great way to like have marva do more too because like that's another great character that didn't get to do a ton she died but then she's kind of the one that really lights the lights the spark for the oh, uh, yeah the rebellion yeah. here when whenever whenever b2 rolls first of all oh my god b2 
leading this big crowd all the way down the street (laughs) just made me want to jump out of my seat. Um, And I just want to say, oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, you it sounded like you're on a roll. I didn't want to. I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, the line uh, where Marva was, uh, where Brasa and Andor meet underneath the shop, and um, I just, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss it by because like it really, like it literally brought a tear to my eye, which I've oh, never yeah. actually had happen, like yeah. genuinely happen in the media before. Like you know, like some scenes will make me cry, but it's because of the like overall emotion or some action that just occurred. Someone just died uh it's more grief but like for a line to just be so strong and resonant to yeah. like literally hit me that hard it was yeah. so good that, the that uh the beverage like uh tell him um i'll love him uh, i'll always love or i'll love him more than uh any than he would ever do wrong or something yeah like that. i'm butchering it but uh just that unconditional love like and that is truly unconditional like you will you will make mistakes you will hurt me or others that we care about but uh i forgive i will forgive you for that i will continue to love you and you know like that's oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're right there's a lot of moments like that in this episode where like there wasn't a dry eye and uh i say there wasn't a dry eye in the house but jamie was sleeping while i watched it (laughs) there wasn't a dry eye down there in that room i was (laughs) watching it he's like between me and the porch drops you put some eye drops on her just to make it legit <laughs> um but yeah uh matt what were you saying you're talking about b2 that, leading the, leading the, band. the marching band the space and... marching band oh gosh okay first of all matt I finish your point i just wanted to say that b2 rolling out and then turning on yeah. the the hologram and then having the hologram be big was cool okay big <laughs> to the, to the... So sorry. Big marva who wins big marva or big snoke uh big big marva big marva, yeah. big marva. <laughs> all right i will say this at the beginning of the episode, literally the opening title, I, I sat there and I heard the music and I said, this sounds like a marching band yeah. <laughs> is playing this music. Yeah. And I was like, what was. the hell is this? And I was, and then the marching band showed up and I was like, oh, that's so good. That's so yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah, that was God. incredible. Like, um, Love all the instruments. Space flutes, space French horn, yep. trumpets. Literally uh, clarinet flutes. Sure. Why not? Yeah, that one that one like, like really threw there. me off. Like, really, no woodwind. Okay, clarinets are weird. Like, I I forgot you like don't put them on your lips. You just you keep it like a couple inches away and just blow. You on mean it. a flute? The, clarinet yeah, you put flute. On your yeah, sorry, flute. Squidward. Because the clarinet, you're like literally jamming it against that's, the, the yeah, behind that's your a, teeth, the embouchure. I played mm-hmm. the saxophone back in the day. And, me uh, too. Same here. And bassoon. Chew it on the reeds. That's fun. All I could play was hot cross buns, and I quit and said, "See you later, guys." I when I when I else. took up bassoon, I immediately wanted to learn how to play uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it was uh, it, very fun, very fun song to learn. Anyway, I also did marching band. Uh, I played saxophone in marching band, but e- even still, like. I've never wanted to make a costume more. Uh, that's like a silly, ridiculous one. Like I obviously want to make a prisoner jumpsuit all, all the same, like hundred percent. But I also desperately want to get a group together uh, of all like my friends who are in cosplay, who are also in marching band. Cause I know that is a Venn diagram. That is almost a complete circle uh, <laughs> and get a, and get a, a space marching band going. Cause Oh my God. Would so you have cool. thought if I told you 11 weeks ago that you'd want to cosplay a star Wars marching band and prisoner, uh would you think that'd be true 
Yeah, probably. Probably. Why would I care about either of those? <laughs> Larry, <laughs> farm boy. When your heart gave out from all those tanning pills, who revived you? <laughs> farm boy has a good uh, <laughs> paramedics. <laughs> funeral music always gets me. Like I don't. I I might be walking by a church and someone someone I don't even know died. Funeral mu- music is always so sad. If, especially in New England here, we have like bagpipes playing. It's always so sad. Sure. Uh, when are you walking by a church? Don't you know? We're always <laughs> All walking the time. by. You know, a going for a stroll and then yeah. the you can't throw a stone without hitting a church hello, window. Hello, Aubrey. <laughs> Hi, Aubrey. Keep sending me bills. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked that. Uh, uh, Abby made a point about how the um, marching band was like intentionally uh, not in tune, even though they were clearly warming up and stuff. Uh, because like you know these are working class folks like this isn't what they do all the time like they are doing something they're, they're like bringing out these instruments and, and these uniforms specifically for this act uh, it's not something they do very often so like it makes sense that they're not going to sound perfect so good. yeah no exactly uh, like, just a little I love, out of I love, the whole time and I'm just like Durr. I love how it was the band <laughs> and it was the daughters of Ferrix and then it was also Probably the adjacent group, like the Sons, the of, Sons Ferrix of Ferrix as well. Guild, like guild Masters of some kind. Yeah. yeah, maybe something like that. Because they all had like their uniforms and like oh, just, they all just looked great. And like I just I love the look of Ferrix. I always have. Yeah. And like I love the look of them all in these like formal funeral wear. But then also everyone else in town was still in like their normal clothes, but still attended. And it was just all just so so powerful and yeah. i love seeing like the imperials just like scramble and like have no idea what's going on yeah like, and that's, it, it, that's the funniest <laughs> thing it's like the empire spends all this time trying to corral people right only 40 people in this like tiny little area and you can't hold it when you wanted to you're gonna hold it two hours later and like you just do it the, just well, do it. the empire goes into an absolute frenzied panic when a marching band and a, and a bunch of people like come out on the street, like it's like, oh my god, we got because they didn't our follow the plan. Yeah, this was they were supposed to have those barricades all set up. They were going to have the situation totally controlled, and yeah. they flipped the script on them. And Disobedience. They, they weren't expecting that. Yeah, completely rocks their brains to a point where 100%. they just have to panic and send out like the riot gear. That's like, not on schedule. Doing anything? They said. Well, like, I, well, I mean, that's another part of of uh, totalitarian states and fashion. We yeah. saw this in 2020 all the time, where the police were escalating to. Uh, I mean, like you know, that's a whole thing, and I'm sure people will probably disagree with how things went uh, in the riots and everything. But I think there was plenty of evidence of of uh, situations where like there was peaceful protests, people just handing out water, and then those stations were intentionally dismantled by the police, and like there's just all all these escalations deal. by the police uh, during yeah. uh, what are supposed to be a, a protest, and this was a funeral, not a protest, but it's even it's more also a protest. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> not even a really protest. Into, it's, yeah, it's that's, a that, that really does make it worse. You're right. <laughs> but, and, yeah. and that plays back into what Nemec says about how, how hard they have to clench, how, you know, how much they have to claw at the power they have because it's so unnatural that yeah. even when there's just a funeral marching in the streets, they lose their minds and whip out the riot gear. Like it's, it's like the perfect representation of Nemec's manifesto. And then we get Marva's manifesto. And <laughs> holy crap. That was so um, good. Holy crap. I want, I want to talk specifically. AJ, you didn't remind me. But we're talking about the speech now, so I'll get into it. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So yesterday, AJ texted the group chat before we saw the episode. And he was like, uh, so there's, so the after credit scene for Andor. And I was like, yeah, you heard about that? And he was like, yeah. 
And I didn't know he was just talking about the fact that there was an after credit sequence and not that he like knew what it was. Because I didn't week, know that this knowledge was out there. I I had already known about this. Of course like a you week did. ago, there was a leak that came leak out that said a couple of things. <laughs> One of them being that the after credit sequence was going to feature the parts they were making in the factory were going to be part of the Death Star, and Marva's funeral hologram was pictured. But one of the other things was that this episode was going to drop an F-bomb. That was a big <laughs> deal, and a lot of people were talking about it. And a lot of people now are talking about how at the end of Marva's speech, the last thing she says, fight the Empire, looks uh, dubbed, looks unnatural. It does it looks look like weird. It's been now that you mention it. Uh, edited. And mm. people, because originally, idea. Tony Gilroy, in an interview, was talking about um, when, uh, what's his name, says shit in, earlier. And, and somebody <laughs> asked, like, did you get flack for that? And he says, no. Uh, unlike what happened at the end of this, what happens at the end of the season, and he kind of gave uh. like a like a little like shoddy answer. So people were already like, "What's going to happen at the end of the season?" And I then see. this leaker came out and was like, "There's an f bomb in the last episode," and then it did. And I guess Disney chickened out or whatever happened, but they dubbed over it. Uh, I think Marva was originally supposed to say "fuck the Empire." Um, now I don't oh, know how I feel about that. Me I neither, but that would have been awesome. That. That been okay, cool. so I think I would have lost I'm thinking my mind about... at the same time. I don't like a lot of swearing in Star Wars. I don't like the F bomb. Especially an F bomb. That's a big one. Yeah. I think that I... their rationale behind it was probably we don't use that version of the swear in universe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's, but that's probably why. Triff the Empire wouldn't. Uh, the Empire doesn't, doesn't from, have the same punch. So fight to the Empire. When I think when I think back uh, to the last time I had a long running franchise that I've been a huge fan of, drop an unnecessary f bomb. Star Trek, uh, baby. You know exactly where I'm going. When I watched Picard <laughs> season one. Oh my god! And uh, uh, like, there's a part where an admiral literally yeah. goes like, "What the fuck, Picard?" And I'm no, like, "She's literally Whoa. like, you fucking." Asshole, oh yeah, and I'm just like, like that. whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> this like, is Ooh. Star Trek. No, we don't use that. That's Nobody, a potty mouth. And I'm, nobody I swears very, in the future. Very upset <laughs> uh, because it just was so jarring. It was very uh, for, jarring for, for for an admiral of the uh, Star Starfleet to do this. Um, and and I, I actually really hate Picard, and that was like the turning point. I'm like, okay, nope, done. No, we're done here. But with this. I don't know. I, I, I that, I, I don't that think part that is there. I, I, I worry about that crassness, but I kind of, I, this, this emotionally feels resonant. I feel like this works. Uh, I think I would have cheered. I think I would have got caught up in the emotion of the, the whole thing. And I probably would have yeah. liked it. But then like afterwards thinking about it, I probably would have been like, let's keep the yeah. F bombs to a minimum and probably not do it again. <laughs> the line would have been crossed and it could definitely have don't do it wrong. again. Yeah. 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 And that and that ties back into a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of people complain, but some complaints I hear about Andor is that it's, it's almost like it was just a script written and then turned like, into Star Wars. The Star Wars was like dressing. Um, that's how I feel about that Star Wars script. I personally yeah. think that's totally fine. I love that approach. Actually, I don't mind that at all. But something like Fuck the Empire probably would have, probably wouldn't have worked for me. I don't think. I'm glad that. you brought it up. I didn't know that. So that was really, and it yeah, makes no sense because I thought it was just because she was like half covered by the guy's cape on the thing, but it looks weird that now they she says fight the empire, but it sounds funny. So yeah, gonna have to yeah, rewatch think, that. I think that was supposed to be an f bomb. Wow, I could see that. I and then Zach, yeah, Zach gave yeah. me a panic attack because he he turns to me after the episode and he's is over and he goes, I "Can't believe they mentioned Christmas." 
I said, what the hell are you talking about? And so we, we like went through like all these different parts. And he was like, maybe it's in this. And uh, the word was prisoners, but he heard it as Christmas and he made me panic. Um, well, I mean, that, that brings up like, uh, I always think it's strange that Han, when he's going to look for Luke in Empire Strikes Back, says, I'll see you in hell, you know, like. Oh, so, sorry so the christian hell exists in star wars it's, this uh, is this is weird poe dameron says hell a lot yeah but the moment the moment in um has that ever been explained in canon shadow of the sith it has been explained in canon shadow of the sith spoilers uh, for shadow of the sith if anybody wants to read it <laughs> um there's a scene where luke goes to exegol and anakin's ghost shows up and saves him brings right. him back and they have a little conversation about exegol and while Anakin is like shifting between old man Anakin and young force ghost Anakin, because he used too much power to get him from Exegol, he says the line hell has many names when Luke like asks him about Exegol. So like Exegol is supposed to be hell. Like that's it's hell has many names. That's yeah. a great line. All right. It's such a good. I love that's that. The, maybe that's the best thing that Exegol has ever done for Canon. Love Exegol. I, oh, Exegol. Not true, Jack. You're on the wrong show to mention that. But anyways, um, Exegol is Sorry, amazing. just turn the pot oh, a little bit. Uh, this is a good point here that the F-bomb probably would have taken away from the speech as well. People yeah, I think, think that's oh, all. Yeah, yeah we would have just been that? talking uh, about the yeah. F-bomb. Yeah. Everybody I mean, fight, fight, I mean, clearly, until you brought it up, I didn't know it. Fight the Empire. And she calls them bastards. That was resonance. still plenty. Plenty of bees in there. Plenty of... Punch. Because the tension of that scene, like you're like, oh, this this is getting a little anti-imperial. I think they're gonna have to what? step in here. I, I was actually like totally shocked that they let it go as as long as they did. Seriously, he's literally For like, real. oh, there's a darkness spreading from the core, and it's the Empire. And at that point, yeah, and the Empire's all just sitting there, like. Then. I wonder who that's for. <laughs> I, I love how. At like one point, uh, one of the officers like looks over to like the other one, literally just like ah, get a load of this, and then like the other one's just like ah, I gotta, I gotta. What is Deidre doing? I gotta. And then then he runs in and so throws confused. his poncho over. I was gonna me. rebel. But like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, every every person I've talked to has pretty much been like, I I'm personally going to fight the officer that punched over B two. Um, so I, I love how we're oh, all on the wrong. same page with that. Oh, yeah. I wish yeah. he was the one who got the brick to the face. Like, come on, yeah. why did the guy with a helmet have to get it? I mean, like he did get like pretty wrecked like immediately though. He like crawls yeah, yeah. back to the line. Yeah. Um, his hair so was all out of place. I, I want I want blood. Dude. No blood off I, oh, that yeah. man. Are you kidding? I wanted <laughs> yeah. that guy to get the full brunt of that bomb. Just, but, um, just blasted to another solar system for crying out loud. I I love how um how brutal of a fighter Brasso was. He just immediately just goes for it, and then he with the brick with his oh, arm with his hands. With he's Marva's the droid arm corpse. How yeah, Marva would that, be Marva would be so happy like, Marva that would that be was the used happiest that way. to know yeah. that the brick was used used to bash in Imperial skulls. I love and that 100%. so much. Well, I love the how it's a really sturdy brick too. I mean, he either tried to brick. bring it or he, he left it. I mean, Marva's a sturdy woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the the bomb um the bombing was a little scary in in my personal a opinion. Well, of course it was. But like as like we're like watching it, um, it, it gets hucked over like the line and everything blows up and then all the box of grenades goes off as well and then it's just this like smoke. Um. Anything with like explosions, like I, I just feel so like personally like like terrified like about like for me like as I was watching it immediately I like I'm not even kidding like I it looked like Boston Marathon like bombing footage like the way that it was like precisely and I was just like oh my god and like I was like 
not good for like a few minutes just like um consuming this because it, it looked like real it looked well it's kind of similar it's it. a homemade <laughs> Homemade. Yeah, it was, it was a homemade pom. It was an IED, yeah. yeah. And people the were like... The this were more grounded. Than the we violence in general is, yeah. is so is much is more brutal more than Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, like, Cassian literally flips a guy over and then point blank blasts him with Ooh, the briar pistol. Yep. I, sh I shouted well. out. That was very shocking. But yeah, I get yeah. that. Um, especially in our region. Like, that that hits a little too home. And yeah. That was intense because, like, I, I I didn't know how I felt about that either, and it's only because it's the Empire and like it was clearly yeah. within their line right. range that I yeah. am okay with that action because, again, like, uh, while I looked at it from the troops, like the IED, like or scenario in Iraq and all that, from one angle, like at the same time, those are still American uh, people, uh, and and like no matter what side of the fence, like that's this very complicated uh, scenario, and this is yeah. much more clear cut but still has that complicated layer because of the undertones of what it's coming from. Yeah. Exactly. And then the, some of like the worst parts about like consuming it though, is like seeing, um, seeing all like the innocent people literally like running through it or running directly into the smoke, running from it. Like there's a shot of um, Vel running directly into oh. it. She just disappears into the fog and I'm yeah. incredible yeah. shot. Like watch this. Vel's such a good character. I yeah. love her. By the end of the season, I'm, I'm like totally, behind Val. I, I yeah. loved her from the start. Why did it, like, why did yeah. it have to be this episode where stormtroopers like actually start aiming cor correctly? Like, <laughs> thank God, when he started, when he opened fire, it was just like, God damn, like people are just dropping left and right. Yeah. 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 They're a good unit. <laughs> brutal. That's all it is. It is. Yeah. This whole show is brutal in the way it portrays violence. And I think that's yeah. good. I think that's, it's grounded, real violence for such a grounded, real topic. And the I mob violence do it oh, over the top. That's yeah, it. that's all I had the, to say. The mob, the, the mob violence of um, like when they're like you know like about to tear up uh, Deidre and and Cyril saves her. Which like this that Cyril's action in that explosion is the only reason I still like him. Uh, well, I, I didn't really like him before, but like I now like him Damn. because like he saw an explosion about to happen, and that's when he broke the line. And like he wasn't about to do anything and he was just going to stay on the sidelines and that's when he's like that's admirable i don't care how much of a prick he is like that that was an admirable admirable thing that's to true. do he did save a nazi um, but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he saved a human life and that's what i think of it as because like fair, i guess that you know like in his eyes that's just you know he's saving someone who he cares about and i i can understand that even though his his overall intentions are awful but yeah like watching dedra almost torn up like it's uh the riots in game of thrones i'm just like jesus it was like this that. Is really upsetting like the rock yeah. smacking her in the face she goes yeah. down and like suddenly just all these hands about to like try getting like pulled apart, apart. yeah yeah, yeah. God damn, that was intense. That was really like yeah, like the whole last episode was intense to the team. Yeah, she put our she put our girl punch. Bix through through hell, so she did. Oh, yeah, Bix, that. yeah, the trauma. Yeah, poor, mm -hmm. Bix, this entire time, at least like the lead up to it, she doesn't know what's going on, and so she she can hear um, the funeral music like approaching, and she obviously knows um, that it is a funeral, and she doesn't know who it's for at all until suddenly it's the projection of Marva, and in that moment. She like borderline breaks, but at the same time, she gets the motivation to keep going. Because when Cassian finally like appears to like help her, she says to him, um, Marva was here. And in that moment, Cassian's just like, Okay, I can get her through this now. And like we can actually like get out of here. And if if pretty much if that didn't happen, Bix probably would not 
have been able to leave that room. She just would not have mentally like been able to. No, Cassian is the only one yeah. that could have got her out. Yeah, yeah, mentally saved her for sure. Yeah, but a lot of it was due to Marva, just like hearing that little speech as well. Yeah, yeah. stone and sky, stone and yeah. That chant was oh like you could see how much that was resonating with her. Yeah, and the, you know and the they... music of the marching band. You know who they needed on the ground there? Where where was our boy Vetch? He could have laid out some Imperials. I know. Where he was, was he? Boy. He was, he was, he's the biggest boy. Where, where was he? Go? Who knows? Where's Crusher? Where's Crusher? Uh, no, he was also not, not present. At least Nurchi got, got what he deserved. Yeah. Traitor. Oh, yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. I thought he was cool when he was like, if you know something, you keep it to yourself. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So he's he's legit. And then he started being all skulky. And I'm like, ah. He was what, what weird. Yeah, I, I was like, on rewatch, it's so obvious what he's doing. Him, but it's like, yeah, damn. Uh, but he got his. Yeah. yeah. As so, one tends to do when they betray Andor and or his friend. <laughs> so Oof. we see Barrasso lives. Um, Bix lives. That one lady from the Daughters of Ferrix lives, lives. And she yes. throttles the ship out of there hopefully bomber man live. lives hey bomber and kid and b2 b2 one more and thing maybe about. scrapyard guy that runs the thing with the beard I, but... yeah i hope he survives. i'm so glad we got one more cassian i know i was so yeah every time he says that i'm like oh thank you for blessing me with he was so excited what does he say to him again like you always say that or something like that uh cassian tells him that you have to look out for everyone and um he's just like well you always say that and cassian's just like well you do a good job of it and then he's like oh he was so good the fact that they had him Moving in like the funeral, like as one of the like pallbearers, basically, <laughs> just absolutely wrecks me to the core. Oh my god! I like when when I like when they all stop as well. Uh, B like does like a little like look around. He like looks around at like everyone just to make sure everyone's gathered, and then he does the, oh, the spin. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. All right, good. <laughs> there was one guy that they kept lingering on uh, during the whole procession, the balder gentleman, uh, and I was I kept wondering why. And then like during the whole riot. Uh, he like tries to take off a stormtrooper's helmet or something, and then gets blown away off like in the back. Yeah. And, like that shot lingers so long, and it's like really hard to watch that. That, that was um, that's uh, that's yeah, that Zan was Zan. That was the oh, that was guy Zan. Who had the communications. Yeah. Yeah. He just wasn't wearing his yeah. hat. I, yeah, I could, yeah, I could recognize him wearing his hat. <laughs> yeah, that's I guess it was yeah. smart for them to switch hats. I couldn't recognize him. Yeah, <laughs> the ISB officer getting stabbed. That was good. Yep. 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 I, I love that too. Yeah. Stuff. Just all right. Close the door. No, nothing to see here. <laughs> exactly. I like to see that. It's it's interesting to see that you know we have Vel and Cinta obviously in a relationship, and they were both kind of on the same page during Aldani. Cinta has gone more like Saw Gerrera way, and Vel, like her cousin, has gone more like kind of Moth, Mon Mothma way. I feel she's kind of she's gotten softer as the season has gone along. I think, um, not like. Not like against the rebel, doesn't want to be a well, rebel anymore, but doesn't I want to be it, as violent. I, you look at their perspectives. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because Vel has a harder time seeing the bigger picture as of right now of what her actions affect everyone else because she didn't even realize that her actions affected her own family until Mon Mothman tells her. And meanwhile, Cinta right. is literally scraping and clawing for every single thing for she lost every her single moment. Yeah. 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 Um, Cinta's still in deep. Vel got to relax a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Very true. But two great characters. I mean, everyone 
the everyone show is in just that... packed full of them. And yeah. like, it's amazing how like connected, you know, you can become to each of them as they like come and go from the story, like uh, Melshi and Kino and uh, <laughs> like, like just seeing how much the Ferrix crew, like really came back and became really so important in that last, these last moments uh, was a surprise. Cause like, they they kept them they kept them in our minds, but like like I didn't expect freaking Sergeant Moss to show up and yeah. play such an intricate role in getting Cyril back into the into the mix. Like that was a surprise. Yeah, this was this was such an actually such a well done finale, and um, I, I don't want to mention it, but I'm gonna mention it. The Walking Dead finished this week, and good lord, <laughs> the finale for the series was that as hot of hot of a mess as the whole show has been up to this point. <laughs> Um, used to love the show, and there's a reason I stopped watching it. But long story short, they ended the show with a slideshow. Pretty much. I'm, I'm not like even a, kidding. A it was pretty much a slideshow. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm not going to go into spoilers about it if people want to actually look it up. But um, they pretty much ended it with a slideshow. Anyway, did um, so did it have like freeze frame? Like no, but they played landslide in the middle of Daryl died episode. of an infection, and like three months later, like, what is happening? Oh anyway, Carol became um, a senator. <laughs> <laughs> just do the animal Moving house <laughs> um, hey better but, than the uh but back to andor american graffiti one okay go back to andor. yeah that's, it was sorry, a proper, that's what i was thinking of <laughs> andor was a proper finale because it brought back bits from the entire season organically and it wasn't forced it wasn't overly narrative driven it, it was just hey all of these people met at some point in time and this is who's left and it makes sense that they would converge in this one point and it wasn't like overly like oh this person's gonna spend the entire episode we're gonna see every single moment of this person like hunting down that person we just saw see like a couple times of each of them checking in and so like it was it was a a really good finale i think these characters are like um co-workers that you really resonate with uh, and then uh you leave that job or whatever like thing that you shared with that person and like you never see them again but like you know you think about it like i hope they're okay uh, and that's how, like, I feel about these characters. Like, I just hope, hope no, she's all right. You know, yeah, hope he's. That's hope, yeah. I know we're gonna see him again, but like, you know, it's just like, yeah, Moss like Kino. Zero. You know, like, oh man, that was a really intense experience. I hope he got out, but like, yeah, never know. That's that's pretty much like what this show has done the entire time. This is a bunch of regular people living in the Star Wars world, living under this Empire rule, and it has done it so well, yeah. and like. I just could not have asked for like a better show. Like this show just blew me out of the water. Like I did not expect to like love it as much as I did because I had pretty much zero expectations for it going into it. But it it is like easily, I think my favorite Star Wars show now. It's 12 episodes does a lot of good will for the storytelling, especially when they're all 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All juicy. You got to fill all those. You got to fill that those uh, all that time with good writing, and uh, I think that's the other thing is that the Gilroys, uh, like they really just knocked it out of the park. Uh, yes, they did. delivering the story. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's hilarious? Um, that we have this episode where everyone came together. The ISB looking for Cassian at this funeral. The rebel Luthen's rebel cell. They're looking for Cassian to kind of get that dead end out of there. They all fail. No, none of them even see Cassian until Cassian goes out of his way to find Luthen. Like they don't even. Well, I, I figured they would have found someone would have found him, but they, he's great at sneaking that's around. The, and that last yeah. scene is just so damn good because it just shows like why were you trying to kill him? You should have been recruiting him this entire damn time. And yeah. 
yeah. giving him that choice just like shows how committed Cassian will be. It's like, listen, I know you wanted to kill me, but I think you can see I'm very capable. So it's up to you, bud. <laughs> I love how he laughs. He's like, ah, oh, this guy's great. This guy's gonna do and like, this guy's going how good is the storytelling that in my brain? I'm like, oh, I don't know. What if he does shoot him? It's like, <laughs> yeah, Jack, you've seen Rogue, you've seen Rogue One. You know how this is. <laughs> No, like prequels, prequels like inherently do not let you enjoy that that you know mystery of oh will they survive, but like the show continuously like in the moment kept tricking me into thinking oh no I hope Cassian makes it (laughs) builds tension so well it really does I agree Uh, we get a good shot at that prior pistol so oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know you can that rust oh it's got this like coppering on the edges (laughs) and I'm like how am I gonna do that yeah. it's gonna be a project. I'll have it ready for season two. Hey. <laughs> yeah, two years. Hey, hey. I love so. that new prior pistol. It, like it, it, the the way the uh, the core just flips. It's kind of like the same yeah. as like uh, cocking back the hammer. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's great. How about that credit scene? All right, the after credit scene. What do we What do we all I, think of that? I, I thought it was so lazy that it was just the Death Star. Like, I get it thematically, it works. There's, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it, but I just. I, I was so proud of that TIE fighter discovery. I'm <laughs> I was so proud of that too. Um, Jack, we can you cool. explain what you wrote in the discord earlier about the theory of um, not theory, but what, what this is called of the, Oh God. Um, I can't explain. Oh, it. Uh, I'm, I can't remember exactly what I was saying. Uh, oh, oh yes. The Occam. Are you talking about the, the timing of like when yeah. that was taking place? No, uh, no what theory <laughs> what theory are you talking about i don't remember long story short <laughs> i'm not um, sure you're talking about either yeah because you guys didn't read it um long story short it was uh i feel like they only put this in there just to be like hey you know what they're working on in the prison this is it and that's oh, the only yes. reason that this is here that was what i was talking about yeah yeah it's like um I, maybe just because uh, we as Star Wars nerds in that chat were just obsessing over when does this take place? Like, oh, is this the time skip? Is this the time skip happening right here? It's like, no, it doesn't matter when it's taking place. It's just this is what they yeah, wanted it's to show just us. Like, just here it is. Show what this was. There's nothing else to it. It's and lurking also, in the background. <laughs> the shot, like lining up, is a really cool. Like, it kind of reminds me of the symbol. Yeah, uh, the Andor symbol. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I enjoy that. It, it reminded me of the James Webb Space Telescope. I don't know <laughs> why they they made it look like that. <laughs> But they did. And I, I thought it was. I think to see the underlying of the array underneath the the plating, you know, it got me yeah. excited to see like. But then as it panned out, I was like, "This looks weird. It looked like a Halo cutscene or something." Like it did from, look like a Halo cutscene. From the show <laughs> okay. I was watching, I was like, I was expecting like the um the blue ball from Halo, the uh, the monitor to go floating by, like humming. That happened <laughs> to me in uh, Book of Boba as well, like when he was on that ringed that ringed uh, right, station. Yeah. I love Ring World. Ring World. That was really pretty cool, though. That was- it was, yeah, was. I'm not complaining. Glavis. Halo has some cool set pieces. <laughs> when they teased that there was a cut, uh, a cutscene, a credit scene, I thought it was gonna be like Kino, like washing up somewhere, and be like waking up like John Snow style, like. <gasps> um, but <laughs> he just wa- he just wanders away, like just wanders off. And just, or I thought it would be Melchi or something. Like, I don't know. Nah, I'm like There's I'm an, glad I just that Kino do it like doing a backstroke, like just just, just like, chilling. Yeah, hey, he waits at the camera. Know? I could swim. I lived this. <laughs> I just didn't want to. I just, just really didn't like Andor. I just, I just didn't want to hang out with him. I just want to brag. It's like a family guy cutaway. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder how Kino's doing. Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, we know This is our last HML for a while. You know, unless we have yeah, one randomly, month. but we'll be back in January for Bad Batch. The Bad like Batch have. season two. The Lila Chron- the Lila You're telling me the Bad Batch starts in two months. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm so excited, guys. This was our most vulgar okay. episode yet. Yeah, Thanks, it was. Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> what? Shit. Oh, nice. You got you hit that, right? You got that before I did. <laughs> I did, but I don't think it played right. It no, did. it played. I saw it. My hands are off the board. None of it's me. Anyway, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, this, this is a, our this is a fun ride. Last one, episodes. most likely um, until we decide to randomly stream again. That's usually how it goes, right? Um, yeah, we'll still have podcast episodes talking about God knows what. God Any, knows what. Any last thoughts, guys? Andor, amazing. Andor. Twelve weeks ago, whatever it was, I don't know how to do math. Ten weeks ago, I uh, did not know I was going to like this show so much. And as Jamie said, it's I hate to rank all the shows, but it probably is my favorite thing. But Mando's close. I didn't They're say it was ranked. I just said it is my favorite. I can That's have ranked. a favorite, and then one. it's everything else. Mando's Mando's still my favorite. Uh, because it really oh, set the really? groundwork for everything that we've had. Yeah, I know, shocker. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Andor really, really gave it a run for its money for yeah. season one of Andor versus oh, yeah. season one of Mando. Uh, I think I have to consider that Mando only had eight episodes, uh, and they were much shorter episodes compared to what uh, we had with Andor, and plus the execution volume versus real live sets makes a huge difference in what we get visually. Um, but what a yeah what a sleeper i mean that vanity fair photo yeah. shoot the meme of like andor like no one cares about my show turned into no one knows how fucking amazing my show's gonna be like <laughs> yeah you know, like a party meme like yeah they don't right. know yeah. that my show is gonna be the best yeah exactly yeah. and be and one. it's the most pleasant surprise and relaxing and and it's been refreshing to have t- uh, 10 10 to 12 weeks of just no one really complaining about star wars just, yeah. just enjoying Star Wars content and and uh, no no infighting, just everyone being like, "Yeah, this is awesome, right? Yeah, this is great." You know, uh, other was... than that stupid AK forty seven, we all got through it. We all <laughs> got times, through sometimes. it. it. This was the first time I think Star Wars has entered into Ooh, I like that prestige uh, TV. Like this, this it's gonna, was, yeah. gonna be in the Emmys. Emmys, yeah, yeah better be. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, 100%. If this any Star Wars show deserves with, it. With all of the, with, you know, both of the other shows that came out during the fall uh, in terms of yeah. quality. Unfortunately, not in terms of ratings, but in terms of quality. So hopefully they're playing the first two episodes on ABC. The first two episodes are now on Hulu as well. I mean, it's clear that Disney is really proud of what they did and really wants to get Andor out there for people to watch. Well, and I really hope it catches on. It's weird because I don't see any advertising for it. I don't see uh, like and, and like on release day, I find sometimes it's kind of hard to find Andor. I'm like, where is it? Like it feels like it immediately goes to the next thing. Being uh, bad? No. I, I think that's the biggest problem is just a real lack of marketing. Uh, it's not everything, but if you have a great con, if you have great content and you market it well, it yeah, will sell it back. Maybe maybe he'll uh, have an impact. Oh my Iger's god! Back. Yeah, Tiger's <laughs> back. Chat no more Bob paycheck. 
Yeah. Though really, Um, Iger's not much better. It's a 10 out of 10 show. (laughs) Andor's a 10 out of 10 show, but it would have been 12 out of 10 if there were more Kyle Katarn references. Only two. Just Fest and the Briar Pistol. That's it. More than two. That's still a lot. There was going to be more. 13 out of 10. There are a lot of cool uh, Easter eggs in Luthen's shop. Oh, yeah. Not not enough, Kyle. There was a Star Killer reference in Luthen's shop. So that's a point. Yeah, that's a minus point. Did not expect uh, in my, in my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, How dare you? You write an apology tweet to Sam Witwer right now. <laughs> that's that's Matt showing up to Sam Witwer's being like, guess what? Um... Ch- change my mind. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're getting um, off the rails here, but um, here we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's it for Andor. That is it for season one of Andor. And uh, wow. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Holland Marauders podcast. Thank you guys so much for following along with us in the chat. Thank you for listening in the audio version. If you are listening to that right now, go peek at the video version. We post a lot of memes on the video as it happens. So that could be cool, right? Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Holland at Marauders podcast. We're everywhere at Holland at Marauder on social media. If Twitter decides to fail, we're over on Hive as well. Same username. Uh, yeah, we'll be around. See you guys next time and see you soon for the Bad Batch. Fuck the Empire. Fuck the Empire. Damn it. Ha <laughs> 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 ha Beat you. Bad batch. <laughs>